that you might speak to our hearts tonight from your word. And we thank you for the opportunity we've had to worship and to pause in the busy week we have and come now and be together. Thank you, Lord, for the people gathered all across this campus and those who are doing all kinds of ministries and our teachers who are teaching and other adults' classes and our students who are meeting and studying the Word of God, our choir, singing and worshiping, praying. And we thank you, Lord, for our children and the opportunity to bring these children along to teach them the truths of God's Word. Thank you for your work among us. Thank you for your Holy Spirit presence among us. It's good for us to be together, and we pray that you might help us tonight as we look at your word. We need your wisdom again for this week. We need your wisdom. Grant us that we might hear the word of God and know how we might live to honor Jesus for the days that you have given us. Thank you, Lord, for our time now in your word, and and give us understanding now. In Jesus' name we pray. We pray for those who are orphaned, and we pray for the foster children in Tennessee with the needs they have. We pray that churches and people, even in our own church, would find a way, if they're able, to take on one of these children so they might have a godly home, a place to, to stay and grow and to be safe. We know that you are the father of the fatherless, and you provide in miracle-working miracle ways we do not know. And you take care of these children. And so we pray that you would help us to do our part. Help us to be a church with tender hearts as we think about the great needs of our world. Touch our hearts and may the love of Christ constrain us to go and to share and to teach and to sacrifice and to give. So that as the Lord taught us, we'll have friends in heaven who will say thank you for our service and our giving to the Lord. So bless our time now in your word. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Good evening. Good to see all of you scattered all over the place. Here we are. If you have a copy of the outline, it'd be good for you to find it. There's some at the back and there's some here in the middle. Proverbs chapter 24. We continue to move along uh, in honor of Gail Jones. We have the tractor in first gear. It's a private joke and we're just moving our way through the book of Proverbs. If you've never ridden a tractor, when it's in first gear, it goes really slow. That's what I'm saying. All right, Scott, can you raise the level just a little bit for me? I'd appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Our focal truth tonight is this, and you see it on the outline. Whoever lives in the fear of God learns life lessons and listens to his warnings. Whoever lives in the fear of God learns life lessons and listens to God's warnings. When we, when we read the book of Proverbs, as I read the book of Proverbs, you know how I always read it? As I read it, as I read God's word, the Holy Spirit is taking the word of God and speaking to me. So when I read my Bible, I am listening to the Holy Spirit speak to me. I'm listening to the Holy Spirit. I'm trying to reflect on it. I'm trying to hear with my eyes. I'm trying to discern and understand what the Holy Spirit is saying. Mike, this is what you need today. 
I may have read these words many times. I'm like many of you. I've read these words many, many times in my life, and I'm grateful for that since I was a young boy. But every time you go to the Word of God, the Holy Spirit says, now this is for you to this time. You're back here, but this is for you this time. And my prayer is for all of you tonight, you'll leave having said, that was for me tonight. As I've also mentioned to you, some of you are new with us, and those of you who are watching us online, may the Lord bless you. We miss you. We know some of you cannot be here, and you've communicated that with me, and we pray for you, and we thank the Lord for you. And so please let us know what we can do to help you minister to you. I've, I've said it to you a number of times. When you read these uh, collections of sayings in the Proverbs, it is a reminder that all of these things are taking place on the planet today at the same time. There's, uh, there's uh, bad business practices. There are those who are living the life of fools. There are those who are committing sexual sin. There are those who are seeking to live in righteousness all at the same time. So here we are in the, in the midst of the chaos and the churn of the world. As uh, Solomon teaches us uh, in Ecclesiastes, there's vanity under the sun. It all in the end is empty except for fearing God and obeying God. So it's important for us to know that as we're reading this, this that's why these, these sayings, sometimes we wonder, why are they not put in some kind of order? So we have like the family section and the business section. Well, because life isn't that tidy. Can anybody in here raise their hand and tell me your life is tidy? Nobody can. Nobody can. Just about the time you have it all in place, guess what? It's all blown up. I spent two and a half hours with a three-year-old working on a train set. It was beautiful. And then he just kicked it all over. That was it. That's the way life is. It's all in order, and then it's blown up. That's why tonight you need the wisdom of God, and so do I. Let's read and hear the Word of God, Proverbs 24. Now notice this is a different section. This is a set of, this is a chapter that has to do, we've moved now from chapters on life and conduct, and now we move to a chapter that has precepts and warnings. Precepts and warnings. Very important words. That's why I titled this, the focal truth is whoever lives in the fear of God learns life lessons, precepts for life, and listens to warnings, God's warnings. Now let's hear what the Holy Spirit says. Remember, as we're reading along, this is what you do tonight. You read it as I'm reading, and you say, wait a minute, that's for me tonight. That's for me tonight. So hear the word of the Lord, Proverbs 24. Do not be envious of evil men, nor desire to be with them. For their minds devise violence, and their lips talk of trouble. By wisdom a house is built, and by understanding it is established, and by knowledge the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. A wise man is strong, and a man of knowledge increases power. For by wise guidance you will wage war, and in abundance of counselors there is victory. Wisdom is too exalted for a fool. He does not open his mouth in the gate. 
One who plans to do evil, men will call a schemer. The devising of folly is sin, and the scoffer is an abomination to men. If you are slack in the day of distress, your strength is limited. Deliver those who are being taken away to death, and those who are staggering to slaughter. Oh, hold them back. If you say, see, we did not know this. Does not he, does not, does he not consider it who weighs the hearts? And does he not know, uh, and does he not know it who keeps your soul? And will he not render to man according to his work? My son, eat honey for it is good. Yes, the honey from the comb is sweet to your taste. Know that wisdom is thus for your soul. If you find it, then there will be a future, and your hope will not be cut off. Do not lie in wait, O wicked man, against the dwelling of the righteous. Do not destroy his resting place. For a righteous man falls seven times and rises again, but the wicked stumble in time of calamity. Do not rejoice when your enemy falls. And do not let your heart be glad when he stumbles. Or the Lord will see it and be displeased and turn his anger away from him. Do not fret because of evildoers or be envious of the wicked. For there will be no future for the evil man. The lamp of the wicked will be put out. My son, fear the Lord. And the king. Do not associate with those who are given to change. For their calamity will rise suddenly. And who knows the ruin that comes from both of them. These, are, these also are, are sayings of the wise. To show partiality in judgment is not good. He who says to the wicked, you are righteous. Peoples will curse him. Nations will abhor him. But to those who rebuke the wicked will be delight, and a good blessing will come upon them. He kisses the lips who gives a right answer. Prepare your work outside and make it ready for yourself in the field. Afterwards then, build your house. Do not be a witness against your neighbor without cause, and do not deceive with your lips. Do not say, thus I shall do to him as he has done to me. I will render to the man according to his work. I pass by the field of the sluggard and by the vineyard of the man lacking sense. And behold, it was completely overgrown with thistles. Its surface was covered with nettles. And its stone wall was broken down. When I saw, I reflected upon it. I looked and received instruction. A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest. Then your poverty will come as a robber and your want like an armed man. 
Heavenly Father, now bless the reading of your word and may the Holy Spirit be our teacher tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. So we have 15 precepts and warnings. They're combined. Notice some of the sections you have do nots. You have do nots. These are warnings. Do nots. Highlight them. I always highlight them. You, know, you may not mark in your Bible. If you mark in your Bible, it's helpful to, to make a note of the do nots that you find, especially in the Proverbs, because here is God's wisdom. God is saying to you, don't do this. God's wisdom is this is not helpful for you. This will not help you as a, as a leader of your home. This will not help you in your business affairs. This will not, if you're a godly, if you're a righteous person, here is the wisdom of God. We must glean it and gain it. And so we have this treasure in the book of Proverbs. This is, this is my point as your pastor. This is why we're laboring here. Uh, we're going through this because I'm trying to make the point that there is never a time in our lives on this planet where we do not need the wisdom of God. So James says, ask for wisdom. And when you ask for wisdom, go to the Word of God to discover the wisdom of God. And then it'll change your life. So 15 principles here. We'll just walk our way through them. And I'll ask you to turn to some other places in your Bible. And I'll make some comments as we go along. I'll also mention to you, just for those who join us, when you see one of my notes here on the note page where it says Aramaic, that is simply a, the Aramaic paraphrase of the Old Testament book of Proverbs that I'm using. It's very helpful. It's very ancient. And it's good for you to have it as you're comparing. And I think it brings some light to the words. That's why I give it to you week by week, just as a teaching method. Number one, do not associate with evil men. Do not be envious of evil men, nor desire to be with them. Was there ever a time when you said, boy, I'd like to run with those people? Boy, I'd like to be invited to that party. Boy, I'd like to be a part of that organization. Boy, I'd like for them to call my name and me to be at that table. Boy, I'd like to be at that table. I'd like to be with those people. Those are the leaders. I'd like to be known uh, for them. Boy, look at them. Look at their life. Look at all they have. Look at all they've achieved. The eye of envy. Oh, how dangerous is the eye of envy. Envy is a, is, a, is a dangerous thing for us, isn't it? Because when we envy, we're deceiving ourselves. Being envious of others is foolishness. What is the old saying? The grass is greener on the other side? Never is, is it? Never is. So associations. Who do you associate with? Who do you find your time with? You know the Lord taught us and we've seen it over and over in the stories of the Lord Jesus. We associate with the lowly. We associate with the lowly. We associate with those uh, who, uh, who believe that nobody cares about them. Nobody, uh, their lives do not matter. That's what the church, that's what we're supposed to do. Not run with the, not run with the great. Not run with the fancy. Not run with the famous not run with the rich. We associate, do not envy, notice it's evil men, nor desire to be with them. Their minds, evil men's minds, devise violence. This is the word of God. This is, this is happening all over the globe. This is happening all over the globe. Evil men devise with their minds violence. 
and their lips talk of trouble. Now I want you to take your Bible just for a reminder of where we started in the book of Proverbs. Go with me, keep your finger here in 24 and go with me to chapter one for just a moment. I just want to read the words and we'll let the word of God speak to us itself without any comment. Proverbs chapter one, beginning in verse number 10. Here's the warning as you begin the book of Proverbs. And let me remind you, uh, the first nine chapters of the book of Proverbs, if you're a parent here, the, the first nine chapters of the book of Proverbs are designed as a manual for bringing up children, for rearing children. So you should spend time there. I've preached on it on uh, Sunday morning sometime in the past. I don't even remember uh, when it was. But uh, we had a series on the family and we took our time and went through uh, the first nine chapters of Proverbs in some detail. And I would see, so I would encourage you to go back and look at those outlines that they're on the website and you can find them. Proverbs chapter 1 verse 10. My son, if sinners entice you, do not consent. If they say, come with us, let us lie and wait for blood. Let us ambush the innocent without cause. Let us, notice, let us, let us, let us, read all the letters. Let us swallow them alive, even whole as who go down to the pit. We, we will find all kinds of precious wealth and we will we, let us, we, we will do this. We will fill our houses with spoil. Throw in your lot with us. We shall all have one purse. Lie, 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 lie. My son, do not walk in the way with them. Keep your feet from their path, for their feet run to evil, and they hasten to shed blood. Indeed, it is useless to spread the baited net in the, in the sight of any bird. But they lie in wait for their own blood. They ambush their own lives. This is the fate of those who live in evil. These are, this is the fate of those who seek to destroy others by their ways in order to get ahead. They, as this a very powerful statement is made, they lie in wait for their own blood. And what a statement, Proverbs 1.18. What does the evil person do when they scheme? They ambush their own lives. They've set an ambush to destroy themselves. So if we understand that, we know this is again one of those sections. We have many of these in the book of Proverbs that remind us repeatedly of the danger of bad associations. And how did Paul say it? Bad company corrupts good morals. Now, what about our life and the wisdom of God? Let's go to this for a minute. This is such a good section. Chapter 24, verses 3 through 7. Look, let's just read it again. Look at all the words of wisdom here. First, the, the building of a, a house. The building of a house. Build your life on God's wisdom. Well, a, a house is built. By wisdom, a house is built. It's not, you know, the wood and the stone and the... The, the, the way you, we have builders in our church, this is, not about the, this is not about the physical house. This is about the home. What makes a home? The wisdom of God. A home is built on the wisdom of God. We must help our young <laughs> married couples <clears throat> and our senior married people and all of us in between. Wisdom builds a home. And by understanding, it is established, and by knowledge, the rooms are filled. It's not you go buy the fanciest furniture, you can't. What fills your house? 
understanding and knowledge. The knowledge of God and the knowledge of His Word. That's what the rooms are filled with. The rooms are filled with the knowledge of God and understanding with all these precious and pleasant uh, riches. So a home is built on the wisdom of God and understanding, on knowing God and His Word, and the, the home of God's wisdom is filled with these precious things. I, you see this uh, paraphrase, a wise man is... Uh, a wise man's strength and knowledgeable man exerts power. In verse number five, a wise man is strong. This is real strength. Real strength is not physical because we know physical strength goes away as we get older. What is it that we need? We need the wisdom of God. The wisdom of God makes us strong even in old age. And a man of knowledge increases in power. You know, that's true in industry, isn't it? It's true in your trade. The more you know, the more you know about your trade or your work, well, you increase in, uh, in power. You, you increase in authority and knowledge and awareness. People come to you. We must be those who live in a world of unwise people who live in the fear of God. We must live as wise people in a world Filled with foolish people. What did the Lord say to his disciples? Have you thought about this in a while? Be harmless as a dove and wise as a snake. Wisdom. This is, this is the advice of the Lord as he's about to go. This is, you're going to be out there. You're going to be tri in tribulation. You're going to have trouble. So here's my suggestion. Be harmless as a dove, but be wise as a snake. Those words are for all of us in this room. You want to be truly strong here? You want to be a strong man, a strong woman? Then live in the wisdom of God. Live, under, live with understanding and and by verse 6, by wise guidance, wage war. This is what we do in this world as we stand against evil and resist the devil as a church. That's what we do as believers. We resist the devil. He flees from us. But we must stand and we wage spiritual war. We wage war with wise guidance. And in the abundance of counselor, there's, counselors, there's victory. It's important for us to have. You know the great counselors we have. It's good to have, it is good to have wise human counselors who are godly, who love us. But let me tell you, the greatest of counselors are found in the Word of God. We listen to the counsel of the wise. We listen to these who wrote under inspiration and give us His Word. That's why the Word of God is so valuable to our lives. And then you notice the opposite in verse 7. The fool... Wisdom is too exalted for a fool. He can't open his mouth in the gate. The point is, in the ancient world, the wise, the wise would sit at the gates and they would share wisdom. The fool has nothing to share that's wise. The fool has nothing to share that's wise. All the fool has to share is foolishness and silliness. So, don't associate with evil men. And then I wanted you to see again... Something we've seen before, but it's an important point to put it in. Go with me now to Proverbs chapter 8 for just a moment. Proverbs chapter 8. And I want you just to, again, we'll just hear the Word of God. 
Listen to these words as we hear, where, does, where do you find God's wisdom? Well, you find it in the word of God, but where do you have to go to hear it? Ah, this is going to surprise you perhaps. Proverbs 8, this is wisdom speaking. This is God's wisdom speaking. Does not wisdom call out? Proverbs 8, 1. Does not wisdom call out? And understanding lift up her voice? On top of the heights beside the way, where the paths meet, she takes her stand. Look, wisdom is... Wisdom's where uh, 70 and 46 meet. Where 46 and I-40 meet. Wisdom is there. Wisdom's where I-40 and 840 meet. Wisdom's where I-40 and I-24 meet. Wisdom is where your your street meets the street you connect to. Wisdom. Wisdom, where the paths meet, she takes her stand. Wisdom, beside the gates, at the opening of the city, at the entrance of the doors, she cries out. Are we listening? The wisdom of God is among the people. God speaking His wisdom to those who will hear it in all the places they go, to work, to commerce, in our homes. To you, O men, I call, and my voice is to the sons of men. O naive ones, understand prudence. This is what wisdom says. O fools, understand wisdom. Listen, for I will speak noble things. And the opening of my lips will reveal right things, for my mouth will utter truth. This is wisdom, speaking about what wisdom, the the value of God's wisdom. My mouth will utter truth. The wisdom of God is the truth of God. It's truthful. It can be counted on. Wickedness is an abomination to my lips. All the utterances of my mouth are in righteousness. There is nothing crooked or perverted in my words. They are all straightforward to him who understands and right to those who find knowledge. Take my instruction, not silver, and knowledge rather than choicest gold. For wisdom is better than jewels, and all desirable things cannot compare with her. This is the value of wisdom. Do we long for the wisdom of God in our lives? Well, wisdom builds a house and wisdom, the wisdom of God, makes us strong. Also, we go on to see here that uh, those who live as schemers and scoffers are despised by people. Have you ever been a schemer or a scoffer? Well, we read in verses 8 and 9, One who plans to do evil, men call a schemer. What is a schemer? They make evil plans. They're going to do evil toward their neighbor. They're going to do evil toward someone in their family. They're going to do evil in some kind of business transaction. They're going to do evil. Those who, one who plans to do evil, men will call a schemer. The devising of folly is sin. We see it here. The schemer makes plans to harm others, and the schemer's plans are sinful plans. And the scoffer, notice, is an abomination. You thought it was going to say God, but it's not. People do not appreciate the scoffer. 
The scoffer is one who has sat down. You know, I was with some men and we were talking about God's Word and I wanted to read it to you again. It's famous. I know most of you in here very well. You know these words. I'll just read it for the sake of time. How blessed, this is Psalm 1, verse 1. How blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked. You know, there's, you walk as you're walking. As you're going your way, you can hear the counsel of the wicked. It's all around us in the world. You can get it on the radio. You can get it. Well, does anybody listen to the radio? You, you can get it on the internet. You can get it from, you can get philosophy from people. You can pick up a book. It's got all the counsel of the wicked. But wait a minute. There's walking and then you walk and after a while you get comfortable with the counsel of the wicked and then you stand in the path of the sinner. That's what the sinners are doing. Sinners are going their way and that's what they do on the path of sinners. They sin on the path of sinners. But finally, you sit on the path, you go on the path of sinners with sinners long enough, and then you finally sit down. And when you sit down, you scoff. Sin leads to scoffing. Sin leads to scoffers. What did we say the other day about our Lord when he said that parable about money and its use? You remember what Luke said? said the Pharisees heard the story the Lord was saying. This was when the Lord was telling that story to His disciples about how to use their money and their finances for God. And it said, and they heard His story and scoffed at Him because they love their money. Scoffers. They are an abomination. So where do you sit? When you sit with people, who do you sit with? The scoffer? Or do you sit with those who are wise. Well, God sees if we help those who are in trouble. This is an interesting passage versus, actually some of your Bibles like mine will divide verse 10 from verses 11 and 12. I actually believe they go together because I think the statement is made in verse 10 about slackness, you know. In the old days we used to say, are you a slacker? And I don't know if that's a word anymore people use. If you are slack, in the day of distress, if you are slack, that is, if you hold back, if, you, if you're slack, if you hold back, if you are slack in the day of distress, your strength is limited. It's just a statement of fact. If, if, you're, if you're not full in, if you're slack, you're not, your strength is not limited. And then the command is deliver those who are being taken away to death. This has more of a spiritual meaning for us than it is to others, but think about those that you know who are drinking their life away. Drugging their life away. Living absorbed with possessions. Living in luxury and insulated from God, living, chasing the wind and are going to die without Jesus. They're on their way to death. What did Jude say? Deliver those as a fire, like delivering them out of the fire. That's, that's what we do. We share the gospel with people to deliver them like someone shared with us and delivered us from death. Notice, Deliver those who are being taken away to death and those who are staggering to slaughter. 
Oh, hold them back. See, it's an appeal. But if you say, see, we did not know this. I didn't know they were about to die. I didn't know they were on their way to slaughter. When you did know, but you did not do anything. Notice the questions that are asked. Three questions. Does he not consider it who weighs the hearts? And does he not know it who keeps your soul? And will he not render to man according to his work? You see, it's, it's what John says in 1 John. Remember, how can we say to our brothers and sisters, be warm and be filled? God bless you. I'm really sad to hear that about you. I know you're having these troubles. Now, I'm talking about believers to believers. I'm really sad that's all happening. Here. Look, God bless you. Be warm, be filled. Hope that works out for you. How can the love of God dwell in you? That's what John says. So as we see these things, for me not to help someone and know that they are in a desperate place, the one who searches hearts, he'll weigh my heart and I will, I will answer for my lack of concern or help for that person. Surely he who fathoms hearts will discern the truth. He who watches over your life will know it and he will pay each man as he deserves. You see, we all will stand before the judgment seat of Christ as believers to give an account for the way we've lived our life. I mentioned to you before, one of my favorite old preachers, old, I'm talking about old preachers, Bishop Hall, every day is a little life. Every day is a little life. Today you've lived a little life, like a miniature life. Today's been life. Here it is. And now it's over. About to end. How do we spend our days? Well, then we come back to wisdom again. My son, eat honey. I'm for that. Thank you all for giving us honey. And one of our people was so kind about giving honey because I don't know about you, but Pat has an issue. I, I get honey all over the thing. There's nothing more frustrating than to go get the honey and you, it sticks to your hands. But we now have a pouring utensil thing and no honey gets on you. Honey's a wonderful thing. Honey's good. My son, eat honey for it is good. Yes, the honey from the comb is sweet to your taste. But notice your Bible has a semicolon. Know that wisdom is thus for your soul. Like honey is to taste. Ah, here we are, back to it again. God's wisdom is for your soul. It's what brings the sweetness. Wisdom is sweet like honey. Know such is wisdom for your soul. If you attain it, there is a future. Your hope will not be cut off. Look, folks, this is... How do, we, how do we endure in a world of change and turmoil regardless of our age? We live on the wisdom of God just like honey. Honey. You know, we should take a survey, but not tonight. What's your favorite way of eating honey? Well, we all perhaps have one. God's warning to the wicked man continues. There's an appeal. Do not... Lie in wait, O wicked man, against the dwelling of the righteous. That's happening all over the world. 
One of, some of our men we were talking about, you know, the boundary. We looked at a few weeks. Remember the warnings in the last two chapters about don't move. Uh, I'm just looking at it here. Proverbs 22, 28. Do not move the ancient boundary which your fathers have set. You know, you've got, you got, uh, you got track lines. I was mentioning to some of the men after the service, you know, there was a, uh, a uh, man I knew who was a surveyor, not here in another place, and often when he would go to survey tracts of land, those who had just bought the land would try to pay him money so he could change the marks when he surveyed it. Hey, could you give me a, a little bit more? I mean, this is a big, this is all a lot of land here. Nobody's going to really know the difference. Just could you do that? You see, there are those who would take advantage. Do not lie in wait, O wicked man, against the dwelling of the Righteous do not destroy his resting place. Do not destroy his resting place. For a righteous man falls seven times and rises again, but the wicked stumble in the time of calamity. This is a warning to those who are wicked and do not rejoice when your enemy falls. Do not rejoice at the troubles of your enemies. If you ever said it and you regretted it, oh good, they deserved it. You hear the news. So-and-so, who's not been your friend for whatever reason, <clears throat> has had some terrible thing happen. Good, they deserved it. I hope they get a double portion. Wait a minute. Let's read it carefully. Here's the wisdom of God. Do not fret because of evildoers, but before that do not rejoice when your enemy falls, and do not let your heart be glad, or the Lord will see that you are glad. And notice, He'll turn His anger away from the one who is your enemy. He'll bless them. Wait a minute. Maybe we should just not do that. We should pray for our enemies and those who deceitfully use us. Do not fret because of evildoers. This, this is life now. All we're doing is looking, this is all happening at the same time. Some tonight are rejoicing over their enemies who have fallen and God sees how they're doing and others are fretting because of evildoers and others are lying in wait to take advantage of the righteous and others are uh, not doing their part to help someone. You see, all of this is happening at the same time. It's not that we apply this and say, well, I must know where are you tonight hearing the wisdom of God? These are all various scenarios of life that are given to us so that we can see how we're to act in the wisdom of God. Don't fear those. Uh, notice then he says, my son, fear the, the, the Lord and the King Peter says the exact same words in 1 Peter 2.17, where he talks about honoring. Uh, let me just read it for the sake of time. In 1 Peter 2.17, honor all people, love the brotherhood, fear God, and honor the king. We have the responsibility to honor and to fear God. When we fear God, we honor government authorities. Do not associate with the unstable. There are some tonight who are trusting and counting on people who always change their mind. The deal is done and then they change the deal. They say yes, they're going to do something in their relationship with their uh, mate and then they don't do it. They're, they're given to change as the scripture calls it. Uh, uh, do not associate with those who are given to change for their calamity will rise suddenly. There's, you've got to pick 
wisely those whom you walk with. This is the wisdom of God. And then listen to the sayings of wise. This is the sayings of the wise. Here you have a section where in the Proverbs these sayings have been laid in here uh, of the wise. And you just, you, you see what they are. Don't show partiality and judgment. He who says to the wicked, you're righteous, the people will curse him. When you say to the wicked, you're really good, the people know they're not good. And they curse that person and say, what? the nations abhor them. But when you rebuke the wicked, you'll be, uh, to those who rebuke the wicked will be delight and a good blessing will come upon them. And then one of my favorites here, verse 26. It reads a little bit strange in the English, verse 26. The Hebrew, he kisses the lips who gives a right answer. You should give this to your children. You should quote this to your children. Put it on the refrigerator. But maybe the uh, paraphrase, the, the Targum could help us. Giving a straightforward reply is like giving a kiss. That's the reading of it. That's the idea of it. Though it doesn't come out that way in English. He kisses the lips who gives the right answer. It's a little bit awkward. Tell your children and your grandchildren, this is how you give me a kiss. When you speak the truth. Speaking the truth is like giving me a kiss. Well, as we move along and we're finishing up, you see here, again, there's this interesting statement about preparations for building a house. Notice now, we... Prepare your work outside. Make it ready for yourself in the field. Afterwards, then build your house. But notice the paraphrase. I've given it to you there. Put your external affairs in order. Get ready what you have in the field and then build yourself a home. So on my way where I come to church, the the railroad is working on a switching. I think they're doing some kind of a switching area. And so they're preparing it. They're bringing in gravel. They're bringing in all these tracks. They've got in all this massive equipment. They're doing their preparation. They're preparing in order to build the switching area. You know, multiple tracks. It's quite interesting to watch them do it. How they put the track together and then they pick the track up and put it in place. Uh, How are you doing in your personal life? Are you making, are you preparing your work outside? Are you putting things in order? Then you're getting things ready and then you're ready to build. It's just the wisdom of how to do things. And of course, don't retaliate. We've seen this many times. I wanted to quickly, in one minute left, you have in chapter number, and some of you were not with me last week, but you have the, you have the, um, drunkard's mirror in Proverbs 23. And I spent a lot of time on the drunkard's mirror last week. It's verses 26 through 35. The, the, the fact of the drunkard's mirror is when he looks at himself, he says, when I shall awake after they've beaten me, after I've been struck, after I've seen bizarre things and I've desired and lingered over liquor and wine, when I awake, I will seek another drink. This is the testimony of the drunkard. Now we come to the lesson of the lazy. The lesson of the lazy. You know, Paul, 
had to write to the Thessalonians and remind them, they had some people there who said, well, Jesus is coming, I don't need to work. Paul said, if you don't work, you don't eat. Go to work. Work until Jesus comes. So this matter of laziness is uh, something that happens among God's people also. I passed by the field of the sluggard and the vineyard of the man lacking sense and it was completely overgrown. When I saw it, notice 32, I reflected on it. See, this is what we do. We look around and we see things and we meditate on it. What do we see? I meditated on it and I looked and here's what I... And, and here's the quotation. Here's the teaching. The teaching is verse 33 with a comment at the end of verse 34. Here's the saying. A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest. That's, that's the teaching. A little sleep, a little slumber, not busy hands, not working hands, but resting hands. And then the comment of God's wisdom. Your poverty will come as a robber and your want like an armed man. What do we learn tonight? God sees and repays the deeds we do. Wisdom is the best medicine and bad company completely corrupts. So may God give us wisdom to the praise of the glory of His grace. The Lord is near to the door. I love you, my brothers and sisters. It's always good to see you. It's an honor. I treasure these days. We won't always have them. So we pray, come Lord Jesus. Thank you for walking with me through Proverbs 24. Now we've all got something to take home and think about. I'm going to go eat some honey on some bread tonight. That's what I'm going to do. Heavenly Father, we thank You for Your Word. We thank You for Your grace and mercy to us. How I love these, my brothers and sisters, as we have the opportunity to be together. Now may the Word of God find a place in our hearts. May we think about it as we go our way tonight. Thank You for the time we've had together. It's been good. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Everybody, if you don't know somebody here, introduce yourself. See you Sunday.